Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another Lion's Den with Seth. Yo, hopefully y'all have a great great Sunday and uh, enjoying everything. And this today is going to be an outstanding show because with the seasons change, everybody want to do different things and they may want to relocate, right? And it's always good to know where you stand as far as getting a new home. And that's what we're going to be talking about. But before we go into that, got to get it in with my homie, Larry, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Hey, what's going on, man? Sunday, you know, hey, it's the best time of the day right here. I'm telling you, man, it's slow motion. It's slow motion, man. What's going on? How was your weekend, bro? Ah, weekend was cool, man. I finally got to see Mortal Kombat on Friday. I was pretty ecstatic about it. And I liked the movie overall. I thought they did a really great job. Yeah. It brought back some memories, man, especially some of them finishing movies. I was yelling stuff right before it happened. Bro, I knew he was going to say that when he man. threw that, uh, that chain, whatever it was. Scorpio, yeah, that was my dude. Here. You know yeah, what? Yeah, get over my, my son looked at me like, what, what? I was like, yeah, this, this game was out when you was, before you was ever thought of. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, hey, but look, shout out to Herm. He ain't going to be able to make it today, which is kind of good because he was hating on Mortal Kombat. Right? <laughs> he was, man. Ball if he's hating on it. Like, listen. That movie was good. It was straight. You know, Look, you don't ask for, you know, uh, uh, Academy Award type of, uh, you know, acting with Mortal Kombat. You already know what it is. But, boy, yeah. hey, that action was on point. But, it ladies was. and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the – see? See, look at him. He can't help himself. He can't help himself. Forget oh, you. Right. You know what? Whatever. Hey, don't look, be like that. Look, everybody that's out there right now, please make sure you share this, share this, share this, right? Because we got some dope – dope information for y'all but before we go into that don't forget the village are we still doing this in front of the mic incentive right and so the village is a nonprofit organization group of men that mentors young men in the city of st louis y'all they've been getting it in and so what we're doing is making sure that we help out as far as the lions then to help them with this incentive to get board games for the kids. You understand? Because these kids need to learn how to play spades. You don't want to be walking around like Larry. Hey, you stop know, it. You did, hey, almost Space 40 years old. And be, and be you <laughs> but no, seriously, though, y'all, look, if y'all do want to give, we appreciate it. This going on into the end of May. You can cash app, dollar sign, Lions Cast. Make sure you put in two parentheses, the village all right so we can make sure the money's go where it needs to go right on but seriously we do appreciate it anything can help and we want to do what we can to give back hopefully y'all can dig that but ladies and gentlemen without further ado what's going on crystal i want we want y'all to help us the den the pride welcome miss fairland browning yeah Hey, hey, how you doing, man? So, so I'm not a Mortal Kombat fan either. Uh, okay, well, look, hold on. It must hold be on. a Tennessee thing. It's something in the Tennessee water, I guess. What? I'm not. Hey, hey, Larry, look, look. Okay, so, you know, hold on. Let, let's do this. Let's just go in and take her off. So, anyway, <laughs> back to. No, I'm joking. What are you doing? It's okay. Actually, yeah, I actually don't watch movies often at all, anyway. So, it doesn't really okay. matter. Okay, okay. I think my car got taken a few months ago because my sister asked me if I'd seen The Help. And I was like, no, I've never seen it. So, wait, 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 wait. You talking about The Help? Help? 
didn't like the help. You you was kind, you was important. Like I've never seen it. <laughs> it's a, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look, listen, look, let me tell you something. I understand this is the, the den and we are so, we family, right? <laughs> you don't say in public, you dig? <laughs> that's what she told me. She's like, don't tell people that. That's not good. <laughs> no, no, that's not good. But listen, y'all, shout out to everybody that's watching right now. Hey, we got Will still over there serving. Will. Will. You know what I'm saying? And Foots in the background holding us down, you know what I mean? And the whole pride, everybody's doing it. So, Miss Fairland, do you mind telling the ladies and gentlemen a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, my name is Fairland Browning. Uh, I am a mortgage loan officer uh, and a branch manager with Lenders United here in Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, we specialize in home ownership and mortgage lending for uh, first-time home buyers, veteran home buyers, and investors. Um, we have been in business. I have been in the mortgage industry for a little bit over 15 years. I'm in the financial industry nearly 20 years. Um, so we do everything from financial consultation to assisting home buyers uh, getting prepared for home ownership and also walking them through their doors to new homes. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, welcome, welcome. And you know what? We have a we have a, a large audience of military, prior military. Yes. Uh, you know, thank you all so much for your service and what you do for us to keep us safe and keep us uh, having the availability to do what we do here. So we appreciate your all service. Oh no, thank appreciate you, it. thank you. It's an honor. But go ahead, hit it up, Larry. Yes. So I watch a lot of HGTV, right? And they make it look like it's so easy to just go out and get a loan, go buy a house, and then you can get a little extra to throw in for rentals. Come on. I, I, already I, I, head, I try to use my VA loan. It's like, yeah, we don't do that. So I wasn't educated, right? So I was like, man, yeah. I go to this house, you know, get a $200,000 loan, put, you know, 120 in the house, and then take the other 80 and, and you know, renovate the house. Yeah, they, we don't do that. Where do you get that from? So can you educate us on – there are – programs or loans out there that, that you can't do that with, right? Absolutely. No. So most commonly what that is called is a 203K loan. Um, a 203K loan is a renovation loan. Um, and what that allows you to do is what you see on HGTV a lot of times. You buy a home that's uh, considered a fixer-upper um, and it allows you to borrow on that home and then do a loan in conjunction with that for the renovations that you would need on that loan. So that type of loan is normally, uh, or it is coupled with an FHA loan. However, there are some programs that will allow you to use VA lending and couple it with a renovation loan. Um, those are kind of what we call non-QM loans or loans that are not going to be um, held by a normal investor. So you're gonna, you'll be able to do those kind of off the market are off the books until you're able to pull them to a regular VA loan, which would be when your renovations would be finished. So there are always, what I always like to tell people is in the mortgage industry or when you're purchasing a home, there's always going to be more than one way to skin a cat. The one thing that you want to do is you want to have a loan officer or a lender that is knowledgeable about what options that are out there what those things can do for you. And then we need to be able to work together as a team 
to get to your end goal. Everybody's end goal is going to be just a little bit differently, but they're always going to be tools in the toolbox to assist you to get where you need to be. Mm. Mm. But HGTV, uh, I'll say this, HGTV has kind of spoiled us, okay? Um, because you'll see memes that'll say, you know, I sharpen crayons for a living, like my husband, like fill water bottles, and we are approved for $2.4 million on a home. Come on now. It ain't that easy, you know? <laughs> that's just not... That uh, you know, it's, that's that's not the real life scenario. It's not real, and I'm like, it's oh, not real. Like, like, what does this woman do? Oh, I train butterflies, and so, yeah, you know, <laughs> it ain't real life. It ain't real life. Wow, it's, 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 re, it's scripted reality TV. Um, and then doesn't set you up. You you know, you spoke about using your VA loan several times. It doesn't set you up for the nuances that can occur. During the mortgage loan process, um, because what I tell people all the time is as a mortgage lender, my job is to be your defense attorney to an underwriter. I, I am responsible for packaging a loan, presenting a loan case to an underwriter, because and, and that's one thing people don't really realize your loan officer is not the deciding factor for your purchase of a home. So there are several people that play a part in this. Your loan officer's responsibility is to pre-screen you, to look at your credit score, to look at your overall debt to income ratio. And with the knowledge that we have, we package a loan, we put all of your information together and we present it to a deciding body, which is the underwriter who then gives the stamp of approval. My job as your loan officer is to be your defense attorney to plead your case to an underwriter. And so what I have to do is I have to collect factual information, your credit score, you, your uh, financial obligations that may not appear on a credit score, alimony, child support, anything that may be outside of that. And it's my job to investigate you as a borrower and then present you to somebody who will hopefully sign off on a loan and then say, you know, your loan officer has done the due diligence. I'm just now checking the boxes to ensure mm -hmm. that it mm -hmm. matches the loan program that they have submitted, if that makes any sense. No, it does. Oh. It does. Wow. So, wow. so with that being said, there is um, so much that's going on um, yeah. currently because of the pandemic and things that yeah. can do and can't do. But uh, so we got a question that we put in. And here's one of the questions. What advice can you provide for folks that's trying to buy a home and dealing with the lumber shortage issues? Because a lot of people don't yeah. know that that is a problem right now. So what, what would you say? Yeah, I would say to you, have patience. Um, and and it's, it's, it's funny. My husband and I just completed a new build. So we just built a new home. Um, and the normal process for the build of our home should have been six to seven months. It ended up because we went under contract right before or right after COVID um, had just, I think it was April when we went under contract and we should have been in the home in October. We ended up not being able to move in and the home was not completed until the end of January. Mm. Um, but that was due to shortages due to supply of lumber. Um, our flooring was delayed. We had to change flooring, cabinetry. A lot of different things occurred because there were supply shortages. That's not going to necessarily impact your loan, so to speak. 
But what you want to ensure is that you pack patience um, because there, there's not much that they can do to, to assist, you know. I mean, unless they're going to go out and cut the lumber themselves yeah, <laughs> and, and there's, not, you know, there's not much there. So what you want to do is just be patient. Um, and then your a loan officer and your agent should be in constant communication with each other. That relationship should be one that is synchronized and they should be able to communicate any sort of delays that would come, any sort of shortages, so that your financial backing is secured. Because what you want to understand or what you want to make sure of is things like your rate. Um, if you need to extend the rate because you have delays um, and it could possibly cause your rate to change or things of that nature, you need to be in communication with the agent. And a good loan officer is going to have the communication with the agent so that your financial interest is secured and that it's maintained. Mm. Wow. See, you know what? See, that's the stuff they don't tell you about. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they don't tell you about that. And uh, hey, look, shout out to Herm and also the individual that helped him get his house. Mindy B watching. All right. Yes. yes, yes. And I remember you saying briefly that you have a team of uh, professionals yeah. that you work with. So shout out to, to them. So tell us a little bit about your team. So two of them I've seen. Um, Whitney was Herman's um, loan officer. She is phenomenal. Whitney is a double, triple, like maybe quadruple threat, uh, but certainly a double threat in uh, the real estate industry. She is a licensed uh, real realtor and she is also a mortgage loan officer, which is pretty, it's pretty rare to have someone that knows both sides um, of the transaction, but we've been blessed to have Whitney um, alongside us. Kim, I seen her tap in. Kim is our GOAT. Like she really is. She's the GOAT of the team. She's the real MVP. Kim is our operations manager. Um, I'll give you all a nugget. And I'll tell you, loan or mortgage lending is only going to be as smooth and as seasoned as your operations team is. Mm. As a mortgage loan officer, I'm relying on operations to ensure that loans are going and, and completing um, as they should. And so Kim is our operation, operations manager. Uh, Brandy Mays is our uh, CEO. She's also um, our, she's overall the boss, okay? <laughs> and then um, under uh, myself, there is Brittany Clark. Uh, there's Shannon. We have Trisha Cruz. We have Azaree Browning. Uh, Jasmine Farr, and I feel like I might be missing somebody. So, but there are quite a few of us. Um, so we have uh, we are lax uh, testosterone. It's all girls in the office. What a male that it is! Like testosterone in buying the houses. So what you saying? The brother can't uh, sell no houses. That's what it is. No, you can sell them. We just don't want you to do lending with us right now. No. <laughs> 
you know what? Hold on. Look, on that note, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we don't, don't need no fair housing um, you know, issues. So y'all can come if y'all want to come. If you we, know, we, we we are not discriminating. Stop it. You already discriminated. <laughs> on the line, look, so look, we got another show called the, the live you dig. So we're gonna have to but no, but look, so y'all look, we're gonna take a little pause for the call since we already been discriminated. And I was getting ready to talk about that. You already doing it. I don't even know if we go do it like that. But nevertheless, y'all make sure y'all share, share, share this, okay? Because this is some good information. And honestly, you have individuals that talk a lot about the housing buying process and they don't know shit about it for real, right? Like they go through all of the heartache, but they don't know the, the right steps. You, you get what I'm right, saying? So right. this is the time to share this information and to make sure you tune in, right? So look, we're going to stand by uh, for a pause for the cause, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. As a financial literacy coach and credit repair specialist, Tracy Brown teaches people the importance of personal finance and help them identify and dispute negative items in their credit reports. Her services allow individuals to leverage the Fair Credit Report Act to improve their overall credit score and credit history to position themselves for home ownership, lower interest rates, entrepreneurship, and general wealth. Give Tracy Brown a call at 618-560-3687. One more time, 618-560-3687. Yo, y'all, look, don't yo, give uh, Tracy Brown a call because first you got to get your credit together before you even get a house, right? on. get out the 300s. Get out the 300s. That, 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 that ain't right. So anyway, look, ladies and gentlemen, we have the the the, the infamous, the guru of this loaning process, Miss Farrellyn Brown, ladies and gentlemen. And, and shout out to Miss uh, Casey. Ivy says uh, you forgot about uh, Michael. That's oh, I did. So you know, see, we do. It, we just brought you on. Huh? So, see, thank you. That's why. That's why Casey keeps me in line. See see, she's gonna make sure. Yeah. You, Casey. Shout out for you. <laughs> shout out to Casey. Hold it down. But anyway, so look, we, we're gonna uh, change directions a little bit, okay? So. <clears throat> Everybody need a place to live, right on. We all need a place to live, but we all, everyone deserve to be in a location that is conducive to our quality of life. So what, what have you seen when it comes down to the either change or the systematic, uh, the racial disparities when it comes yeah. down to purchasing a home? Can you speak on that? Yeah, um, gentrification is real. Um, and for those who do not know what gentrification is, um, gentrification happens when you will have lower income areas in a particular city um, where investors will come in and they will purchase homes. They will purchase land that is somewhat what we, what we would consider like the ghetto of the neighbor of the place, you know, the city or um, a less desirable place. Um, and they will purchase that at a lower price point. Uh, they will build and they push kind of the locals out of the area and they outprice them because they understand that they can purchase it at a low price point, either knock the home down or rebuild it and then price locals out. And so it's called gentrification and gentrification. So you'll see I'm in Tennessee. Um, you see that a lot in Nashville and I'm in Clarksville and it's actually moving its way down to Clarksville. Um, if you will go into the New Providence area, you'll begin to see New Providence is kind of a less desirable place in the Clarksville area. You'll see that they'll like 
grandma, like who is not very knowledgeable or sometimes grandparents or families have left homes or they've left land to descendants and because they do not value our community um, does not value ownership mm. as much as other communities. We, we value this that has no ROI. It has no return on investment. Um, and, and it's a generational curse because grandma and grandpa, great grandma and grandpa, really didn't understand the power of a dollar. They had, and so what, what has happened is, um, thankfully, the millennial generation and down, we're, we're, we're really starting to get to a place where we want the education. Like, we're demanding that we want to have equal access to a certain, like, I'm not trying to sit at a table. I want to build a table. And so our mindset by and large is shifting. Um, but the sad part about it is in places like gentrification, where you see gentrification happening, what it targets is grandma and them who are in a neighborhood that is uh, fairly established. Because if you go to any um, a new, like the new Providence here, most of those homes that are owned are owned by 70 and 80 year old grandparents. They have no mortgages um, because they were like one of the two of a family that made it. You know what I mean? They made it somewhere. They were able to get, you know, get out and and have a piece of the American pie. So the, the, the problem is they got a piece of the American pie, but nobody taught them the value of holding to it. All right. And so because they have no value of holding to it, somebody has the availability to come in and swindle them with a short piece of money to know that they're going to make long money on it. And in my my disparate, my anger in the disparity is who's going to teach our community that it's about long term investment house purchasing for us, happens to be a status. We we don't want to purchase with the long-term goal in mind. I want to purchase because I want to be able to say I have a big house on the other side of the railroad tracks, right? But what other communities have learned is that real estate is long-term investment. And nepotism. And nepo it's nepotism. Absolutely. Gee, hold on. Wait, and, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me let the pride understand what you just said. You understand it, it is a mouthful and it's so deep, but hearing it from your position speaks volumes because we are the newer and younger generation. However, right. we need to take the appropriate steps to not look at our current situation, but set it up for the rest of our generations. Correct. Oh, gone. Mm -hmm. And we don't do that. You want to know why we don't do that? Trying to keep because up with the Joneses. Not even that. Because somehow, as a community, instead of making tables long enough for everybody to eat, we feel that people that sit at the table with us 
are taking away from what we eat. Oh my goodness. Y'all and, and that's that's the challenge. You understand? So what they have understood, what 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 other communities, what other ethnic ethnicities have understood is it doesn't it doesn't take away from me to give to you. What happens is if we all put in together, we own a block. Yep. And and that's and that's what I want. That's my passion. Is so that those of us who look like us demand a place. And we will never ever do that without understanding that I I, I can have it, it's not that I can't I I I counsel homeowners when they come in to me all the time. And they're especially first time home buyers. Their first question is, how much house can I buy? Because they want to be able to stretch themselves so that it's a nice Facebook post, right? Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that I can snap a picture and say, I mean, we made it, right? And I tell them, why don't you look at this first time home purchase as an investment for the next one? Why don't we take, because as a first time home buyer, there are certain options that you have, certain things that you can take advantage of that maybe with the second and third house, you may not be able to do. So why don't we take the one that gives me a hand up and a hand out to make future income for myself? And you know, you know? what? You know it's, what? So, it's so funny that you said that because you have individuals that want that house and essentially they're working just to keep the house. They can't even enjoy the house. Right. And so, wow. Damn it. Buying above their means. Yeah. So we have to, we have to re, what we have to do is re, we have to rewire our thinking towards investment. Home ownership is, it's an investment. What am I doing? Like I, I see now the housing, the housing market is such an anomaly right now. Like we, we get, we, you'll see homeowners, like they're, they're going in and supply is so short that they're offering 90, a hundred thousand dollars over the asking price for a home, right? Because they need a home. And so then I have to tell, especially my military clients, here's what I need you to understand especially if you're active duty and this is not going to be a home that you plan to be in for the next five to 10 years, you're setting yourself up for failure because what you are doing essentially when you do that is you're going into a home saying, I want this home enough that I'm okay to drown in the debt. Damn it. Damn it. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. It's not sound investment. Because sound investment says, what's the return on my investment, right? What's the ROI? When you when an investor is looking at a property, the first thing that they look at is the ROI. Yes. What's my return? And if I can't get back more than what I'm putting into it, it's, it's not a good investment. Mm -hmm. And so you have to look at home ownership the same way. And um and, and there's, I mean, there are really levels to this, you know what I mean? And so we, you have to know what your potential or what your, what, what's your end goal with this property? Um, the end goal to a property, if, it, if this is forever home, you know, we need to, we need to deal with that. It even goes into like interest rates. 
I have people that are so interest conscious and I want you to be interest conscious. I want you to get the best that you can get for your particular situation. But I'll hear people say, well, you know, such and such said I can get this rate, but you've had to pay a, a portion to get that rate, right? It's called rate buy down. You'll buy a rate down so that you get a better rate. And I'll say to them, okay, because what you're looking at is a, the, you're looking at the, what, what it is right now, right? Um, but what's the return on the investment? If you're active duty, the military paying your mortgage anyway. You're not keeping this house forever. So why are you concerned if your BAH, that, that needs to be the concern. What's my BAH? Can my BAH, cons can it consume what I'm paying on a mortgage? And if it can, then you've made a sound investment. The reason you have made a sound investment is because um, PFC Billy on the other side is taking BAH and he'll never get it back. And let me tell y'all something about the military. Once you're done with the military, they done with you. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, shit. All right, y'all. So look, we got to take a hold on. Listen, I just had this conversation with somebody, but y'all, look, y'all, if, if y'all digging this, please make sure you share this, y'all. We had to take a break, but listen, we got some jewels being dropped. I don't have all the damn diggities for you, you dig, but, but, but you deserve them, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, look, this is the lion's den. This is the road to your new home, okay? And we have Miss Fairlyn Browning in here. Listen, you are getting it in most definitely but y'all for real we gotta take a, a pause <laughs> Boy, she just dropped it did you, hear, did you hear what she said larry did you hear I it? heard it i heard it it's hot in here man it's hot and you know make it so bad individuals feel as though when you get out it's still all jam good no it ain't no it ain't no. It's hot, you <laughs> anyway look y'all with me We'll be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through home ownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW 
post 4183 and they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with the Lions Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the Art of Strategic Thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the second half of the Lions Den. We got some great information going on. And, bruh, can you dig it? <laughs> hey, I'm still trying to cool off, man. Still trying to cool off. Here. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have Miss Fairland Browning in this building. All right. Yo, she is getting it in. And you know what? Hold on. Look, before you get into it, uh, Larry, and, and she just dropped a huge yeah. dime. First of all, let me let folks know, look, if you don't catch this now, you can always catch this later on the Lions Pride Network on Roku and Amazon Fire TV right on. Make sure you do this. You feel me? Because not only can you see her uh, uh, face on the big screen, but also yourself. And also, I want to let you guys know this, too. Um, For those of you that have questions, shout out to you, uh, Crystal. I see you there. Uh, you have you may have a question there. I want to make sure we post this up for individuals that are interested in calling in. And look, you got a nice fan base out of here. You know what I'm saying? Pushing on out here. So Herm says, what would be the scenario outside of bad credit where you would recommend people not to buy? You know, I don't know that there is a scenario that I would say not to buy outside of um it outside of it being something that would not be advantageous for you in the long term. Okay. Um, if you, but no matter what home ownership is always going to be, if attainable and if possible, it's always going to be better for you than renting. Um, unless it is something where you know that you, uh, the market would not be, it wouldn't be possible for you to sell and you would not have the availability to rent, i.e., um, I'm you know here short term. I'm only going to be here you know six months or below. Then I certainly wouldn't suggest you buying. But if you're going to be someplace that you will you know look at like a year or out, um, that a year is enough time in this particular market um, to purchase and have appreciation of value for a property. For you to get some return on that investment, but that would be the that would be the time that I would say you need to really sit down and interrogate what that long term goal is. What am I doing? How long am I going to be at this place? What is it? What's the investment that I'm going to have? If it's a VA loan, we know that in this particular market you don't have a down payment, but you're going to have to pay closing costs. So, will I have enough? That when I'm ready to relinquish this property, that I can make a turn on my investment, or is it a property that I could utilize as rental? 
uh, as a rental that I could rent out um, and then um, make some sort of dividend on it at that point. So I think there's a lot of things that we need to consider, um, but it's very rare that I would say to someone to rent versus buying. Um, anytime you're renting, of course, you know, you don't get that money back. You And, and here's the deal. You're going to pay somebody's mortgage. Somebody. somebody. Either you're going to pay yours or your landlord's. <laughs> but you're paying somebody's mortgage. And I'm stingy with my dollars. Hey. And so if I'm going to pay a mortgage, it's going to be my own. That's right. That's right. And so that, that's Amen that. kind of what we want to look at. Right on. Hey, speaking of that, and we're going to stay on that topic, uh, I'm going to talk about the education piece of this because I think mm -hmm. it ties into establishing credit, how to build wealth, and so on and so sure. forth. So I read a few, like I bought my first home 10 years ago. And even 10 years okay. ago, I wasn't that educated on how all this stuff worked and what I was really doing as far as an asset investments. Um, my uh, my daughter, she is in the fourth grade. And I think last week she was talking, she was reading. So they learning like mortgage, they're learning interest and they're learning taxes. Really? Wait, yeah. hold on. Wait, what? I, I'm not making this up. She read, she, she was reading it and then she came and asked me questions about it. I'm like, wait, what? So, so That's amazing. You know, they're, they're starting to teach it now, but that definitely didn't have it. When I was in school, I didn't mm -hmm. learn about personal finance until college. But my right. point is to you is I'm still for your company. Right. I know fourth grade. I'm not joking him. I guess my school is a good school district for real, mm -hmm. for real. But uh, my question to you is for your um your company. Do you guys do any like outreach, educational things where you're kind of yeah. getting folks up to speed on the importance of owning versus renting and all that good stuff that goes with with that? Absolutely. We offer um, a myriad of home buying classes. Um, so we do partner with local uh, real estate partners um, and we do provide home buying seminars to educate the average consumer um, from everywhere in the credit process. So from credit to what the home buying process should be, what steps you should be taking. Um, so, yes, we do do quite a bit of education. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes that education happens when um, they're in our office and they're trying to backtrack to fix mm -hmm. things that um, that you know they've made misplacements on. So it's a large. Um, it's one of our goals to try to educate. You know, very early on. So we'll do. You know, when the opportunity presents itself, we certainly do. Um, but unfortunately, I would say 80 to 90 percent of the population that I come into contact with are just like you, Larry. Um, and just like, you know, the rest of us, we didn't learn about personal finances until we unfortunately had a couple of bumps on our head. Right. And then, you right. know, you learn the hard way. Um, and so one of my passions is, you know, I have, a, I have an 18 year old son. He, he's graduating. He just turned 18 and is graduating um, high school in a couple of weeks. One of the things nobody ever told my mom was the importance of having your child leave home with good credit. Right. See, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I left home with a couple of phone bills in my name that I didn't know about. Right. Why? You see, <laughs> I had a phone bill and a light bill. I'm like, who? Like, what happened? Like, how did this occur? I, look, that, 
and, and let me tell you something. Let's be real quick and petty. You know what I mean? Shout out to all the parents out there that did that back in the nineties and eighties or whatever. But that was like my first introduction uh, introduction to male. You understand? Like, oh, that's stuff with my name on it. I thought I was special. It was a damn meal. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sorry. Nobody paid. Yes. So nobody, nobody taught, you know, um, taught me the the importance of that, right? And so being in this industry, I remember the first time I had I I literally walked a 18-year-old through home ownership. And instead of going to college and getting an apartment, her mom ensure that she had a home and it was intriguing to me and the girl had an 800 credit score damn and I, I was like how'd that occur and um you know after doing research this was very early on her mother got two credit cards and put the child as an authorized user on two credit cards. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Hold on, wait. I just started doing that myself a couple years ago. Yep. And so, mm-hmm. so an authorized user. The mom put it's it's it, you have to you need to um you need to look at the particulars of the um of your credit issuer. Mm-hmm. So it just really depends. Some will let you do it like as early as 14, some are 16, some are 17. You just need to figure out which one is going to be the best, right? And so um, once what happens is, so for AJ, that's my son's name. At 16, I put AJ, I opened two credit cards with Capital One. I put AJ as an authorized user on both of those cards. I do not use the cards. I have two reoccurring subscriptions that go to that card. Mm-hmm. The reoccurring subscriptions, I think one is like Netflix and like it's something else. They're very, very small. Right. And so I because credit utilization with revolving debt is such a missed opportunity for us. We get credit cards and nine times out of 10, we are 50 to 90 percent credit utilization on cards. And, and, Nobody, and we're supposed to stay around the 30, right? No more than 30? 25 is really where you want to be at. Mm-hmm. That pops, that, that's easily an 80 to 90 point disparity in your credit score. Once you go over 40% of your available credit. See, it, that's it what I'm talking about. We don't know that. Like, we want to be the best thing, the hottest thing smoking on the block. No. You dig? Mm-hmm. And then and, 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 and mess around and going broke, trying to look, try, 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 try mm-hmm. look good. Mm-hmm. And I, but that's what I did with AJ. I, I got two credit cards. I use them for reoccurring. I don't use them. Like, I don't slide the cards. And I put him as an authorized user. Um, AJ turned 18 March the 26th. So I checked his credit a few weeks after his 18th birthday. And one of his, his middle score at this point is a 780. AJ can walk anywhere and get whatever he wants. Get whatever he wants. You know what? Congratulations on that. But, yeah. But, and, and I'll tell you, the problem is in, in our community, we have not been taught that credit is leverage. Good credit is leverage. It's like gold. When you have 
it's like gold. Mm -hmm. And so we we have to learn that. And I think um, I, I seen a question of someone asked about emphasizing the importance oh, yes. of saying what it means. I was, I was just about to get to that. Shout out yeah. to Bill. So yes, yeah, he says, please emphasize the importance of staying within your means again. These banks are proven people to make 40000 for uh, well, 250,000 loans. So what's mm -hmm. up with that? So that's not the particular issue. Sometimes someone making $40,000 can afford a $250,000 home. Mm -hmm. It's all about knowing what your debt to income ratio mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. An individual could make $40,000 and have no bills. And the only thing that they have outstanding is a mortgage. Um, a mortgage is... It's amortized over a 30 year term. So it's not necessarily what you make, it's what you do with what you make. See, see, Larry, look, why? Where, where was this at in the 90s? You dig? Listen, nowhere. But we have it now, and we're still not paying attention if you, if you follow. Still not doing it. But, but you know what? And listen, again, shout out to you, ma'am. I, I do appreciate everything that you're saying. But if we really want to, move in this game we have mm -hmm. to know how to play the game correctly, yes, correctly. And, and it's unfortunate that a lot of us want certain things out of life but we're not educating ourselves on how to get those things right, right. you got everything right here right, there, yep. right here and listen you got fools that don't even know how to use the phone to get the information <laughs> but they know how to let me stop Hey, yep. hey, guess what? I bet you can TikTok your ass off, though, can't you? You dig what I'm saying? And credit rolling around the, the, the threes, looking stupid. Oh, my yep. God. Hey, and in, in talking about the importance of credit, right? Because, you know, there's mm -hmm. some memes out there and there's some people out, you know, they like to cash out, right? Everything is about cashing out. And, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yes. But there is an importance of having a great credit score. Even if you're not using, most people think you got 800 credit score, you're, you're, you're knee high in debt. Or, or, you know, they have that misconception. But that doesn't mean necessarily mean you got a lot of debt. It just means you know how to control your debt and handle it, right? right. Can you speak on that? Because yeah. everybody want to cash out. And you can't cash out on everything. I know the not rappers everything. make it look easy, but mm -hmm. that's just not the case sometimes. And, and credit is leverage, and so are having liquid assets. Yes. Um, there are certain things that I will I will purposely finance because I know the importance of maintaining a credit score. Doesn't mean that I can't do it. Um, so it's, there is the balance in that, right? Some, sometimes what I will do is, um, for example, if I buy any big purchase that I make, it does not matter unless it's a home. If it's a huge purchase that I'm going to make, I, I evaluate what can I purchase and pay off in 90 days? Mm. If it's beyond 90 days for me, it needs to have perpetual income tied to it. Like if, if I'm going to have it over 90 days, what is it going to bring to me? Right. And so um, it is the budgeting portion. And, and it, it, it wasn't always 90 days. Some some, you know, for some, it could be what's you know, what's the 12 month mark or what you know, what does that look like? But what what I am saying is. I'm not going to pay someone for an elongated period of time to borrow their money. Right. What I am going to do is I'm going to, and I say this with, um, with the, with the most sincerity, we don't learn how to work systems. 
we allow systems to work us. And so what because I was going to say it and yeah. people don't listen to me, but they're going to listen to you. You see what I'm saying? Because you're the professional, but go ahead. Yeah. What I want people to do is learn how to work systems. Um, and that's what, that's what a lot of, that's what wealthy people do. Wealthy people are not, <laughs> it's so funny. I'll see people argue about um, people receiving assistance, right? For whatever reason, like, you know, um, you got all this money, but you're using down payment assistance programs or whatever the case may be, you know? Um, but why not? That's how those that have, uh, if y'all think Bill Gates using his money to make money, you're foolish. Oh, and, and so that's what I was, uh, you, you hit it on the head. Listen, rich individuals, I wouldn't even say rich, I would say wealthy. Yeah. Wealthy individuals know the difference between, you know, purchasing things and having things, you know, using their name, right? But also, too, they know how to keep money. It's not about what they right. spend. They learn how to maneuver to put themselves in a situation where money is making money for them. They've learned money rotation. God, dog. we we don't we don't know money rotation. We don't know how to keep money in rotation for us. Somebody said earlier, every dollar must have a job. Yes, yes. And we don't know how to employ our money. Yes, we need to. We need to. And we need to learn. And and, and not to cut you off, though, but Mm -hmm. it's so serious that we need to understand that the job that we have, what are you doing even at that job? Even if you don't like it, what are you doing with it? How is this setting you up? But hold on, I want to give, uh, uh, I put this question up here from Nicole. She says, my father taught me that you should never purchase a car more than one year of your annual income and never purchase a home more than two times uh, of your annual income. Do you agree with uh, his perspective? I do, Um, but I will add to that. Um, And it's the same principle that I, I spoke about a little bit earlier is um, knowing that I, I'm a commissioned individual. So I don't have a steady, like I don't have a steady salary, right? And so I think if we all lived on the principle that one day, like somebody could come in and say, hey, we don't need you anymore. And so I live my life financially to the place that if someone were to ever say like, you ain't got this or this dries up, that I don't want to jump off a bridge somewhere. You know what I'm saying? That I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living scared and I don't have a scarcity mindset because I have prepared myself that if should the roof come off this place, I can put shingles up. Hey, I'm going to be all right. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's the perspective. Um, But I will say there's another token to that side. Scared money never makes money. And so sometimes in real estate, real estate, when you get into real estate investment, when you get into buying and flipping homes, some of that becomes a little bit risky. And we have to be able to analyze the risk versus the reward, right? And so uh, it, it, sometimes that, that may or may not be true. 
vehicles are not an appreciating asset. As soon as you drive off the lot, you've lost 15 to 20% of the value of what you paid for a vehicle. Okay. Real estate is not the same way. Real estate has appreciating value. So what that means is the longer I am here and I hold on to this asset, the greater it becomes. And so you see a lot of people now that are paying like that. They like to play in the stock market. Right. So uh, they're looking at cryptocurrency and things of that nature. That stuff is very volatile. Real estate. Let me tell you all. Ain't nobody making no more land. Nobody. All the land is already here. Right. So real estate will never it, it, it goes in ebbs and flows. Yes. Right. But it's a long term game. It, you're never I will. It, I've never hardly seen uh, where real estate would be purchased and it becomes a declining asset. It's always going to usually be increasing asset. So it's safe money. Um, so I, I, I kind of went around the long way to say that sometimes real estate investment may be more than two times your annual income, but what's the end goal with it? See, okay. Hold on. Hold on. on. Got to have a strategy. Shit, y'all. Listen, so, <laughs> y'all, I don't think y'all understand. So, Look, here at the Lions Den, we, we promise you, we, we try to give you this education, it's the growth and development, but it's also action, right? Yep. So we don't grab individuals just because they, you know, got a pretty face or 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 they, they just want to get on a podcast. We try to bring uh, professionals and individuals that have the knowledge and that can help you to help inspire yep. you to get up off your ass. You did what I'm saying? That's what it's about. Seriously. So I was just going to ask this. So, ladies and gentlemen, what do y'all think about this? Okay. We just might have to do a part two. Y'all put in hashtag part two because I know we're getting short on time, but good googly goo. This is outstanding. Didn't even know we was going to get this down this no way, idea. but it happened. But, but, but honestly, though, real talk, the reason uh, I really do appreciate you being here is because what what Larry said, and, and I, I do want to echo this, what the pandemic has shown us is that things that we feel as though is going to last forever don't. However, right. what we can do is we can control how we plan for the future. You get what I mean? Yes. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being on. Wait, first of all, before I say part two, I didn't even ask you, would you want to come back again? To, I would uh, love to, to come back and chat with you guys. <laughs> right on. Hey, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Well, look, um, hey, Larry, man, what would you think about today, brother? What would what you think? It, it, it's so much because you're not only educating the audience, right? You're you're also educating us. So it's like there's still things that I had to take mental notes about. I'm like, hmm, I didn't think about that, or I'm not thinking that way. Maybe I need to, you know, re-strategize how I look at investing in real estate. So it's not so you bring so much knowledge that it's like if we don't know like the networking piece and how important that is, if I didn't if Herm didn't know you, I wouldn't 
you you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been here today to help me out and help me get myself together because there's some things I need to clean up too. So. Oh, yeah, shout out to Herm, even though he ain't like Mortal Kombat yeah. hater. But uh, so listen, but it seemed like your team is interested in coming on. You you, yeah, you think they, they're ready for the den too? Yes. <laughs> All right, I think that's it. Well, listen. We even bring the testosterone. Oh, please, okay, because listen, all, all this femininity, it ain't right for the soul, right on. But no, is there any way or anything that that you would want to let the audience know about? Yeah, I mean, again, I would just say, and Larry, you hit the nail on the head. Have a strategy. Know what you're doing. And yes, home ownership is empowering. And we I want I, I want us all to win, but I want us to win armed with knowledge. And that that that's going to be the lasting effect. Um, because uh, while we may have a temporary solution, what I want us to do is build generational wealth. Yeah. So we could just drop the mic right there, yeah. yo, for real, straight up. And 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 honestly, that's that's exactly what this is about. Look, if you are, if you have children, even if you have a, uh, uh, you know, if you're aspiring to have children or just have a future, you have a future, right? This is things right. to think about, right? How to have your money work for you yeah. while you work for it. Right. And know the difference between assets and liability, because majority of the things you got is just a liability. Right. No mean. No, listen, it ain't worth what you think it is or what you put it on or once you drive off with it. Right on. But, um, yo, this, this was so dope. I want to thank you, ma'am, for spending thank this you. time with us. Right. And, and you taking your time your Sunday uh, with us. And shout out to everybody that's been watching this and the rest of your team that that, uh, chimed in. Look, we appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all share, share, share. Let the world know your homegirl was on getting it in and and talking to us. Uh, Old, slow man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hey, don't know how to balance a checkbook, right? Why? You dig? That's a problem. But seriously, though, man, we do appreciate you for being in, being on and blessing us with the den. Thank you again, Herm, Will, Woods, yeah. and everybody. The line is Lair. Everybody that's out there, the rest of the pride, we appreciate y'all. So look, don't forget, this is going to be on Roku tomorrow. You understand? Tomorrow. So make sure you download the app and um, you support us that way. And uh, let me see. Is that it? You got anything else, Larry? Did I hit everything? Uh, uh, part two. We need a part two because we just we didn't we didn't, we didn't touch on a lot of things that we need to touch on because you dropped so much. Not- I think you kind of touched on a lot of things, but I think it was, we need a part two. Yo. You got to come back. We got to dump some of this stuff down. Dumb it down for hey, 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 what is hey, get, hey, you want to put it out there where the goats can get it? Yeah, yeah. You understand? Dumb it down. Yeah, dumb it down. You know what I'm saying? For, for the simple folk. But, but like he said, thank you for your time because it, it's a, you, you could actually charge to give this amount of information that you're yes. giving out. You're giving it out for free. And yes. we got to take heed to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes another time in the den with Seth and the rest of the crew. And we will see y'all soon. All right. Y'all stick to stay around and make sure you share, 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 like, like and comment. All right. Y'all be easy. Thank you, guys. Later. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker and Radio Public. 
where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com. A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.